Welcome to Believer Radio, a companion soundtrack to our 2023 music issue, produced in collaboration with BFF.FM. My name is Daniel Gambiner, and I'm the editor of The Believer, a quarterly arts and culture magazine published by McSweeney's in San Francisco. For this project, we've asked a handful of our contributors to DJ hour-long sets of music related to the articles they wrote for the issue. To view the full offering of DJ sets, please visit bff.fm slash believer. And to subscribe to The Believer and support more projects like this one, please visit thebeliever.net slash subscribe. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Ricardo Fraso Aramillo. I'm a poet and a writer, and I sometimes write criticism for The Believer magazine. For this music issue, I wrote a review of an album by an experimental collective from Mexico City called Amor Muere. To adjoin this review, I've made a compilation of love songs from Mexico City, from different times and in different styles. I want to concede that I am not an expert on music, and I'm also not an expert on Mexico City. So by the transitive property, I am not an expert at all on Mexico City music. I live here in Mexico City and teach at the National University here. And so in order to prepare this set, I bothered my students incessantly and also my coworkers and friends. And I know this will not be a comprehensive list of songs in any way, but I hope it's at least a, an interesting list. A, a question that I had in my mind that I didn't have the space to write about in the review was the question of what makes a song a love song. These songs by Amor Muere are very eerie and unusual. They're often dissonant and they can feel disjointed, but they are addressing love in some really severe ways. And so I wondered what kinds of tones and dispositions in music are most hospitable to love? Is this kind of little sense of chaos or delirium that I felt at moments in their music actually the most appropriate form for a love song? What disqualifies a song from being a love song? I also wondered if my question was very stupid and meaningless because it is a question about categories and I don't think music or art should be or is too invested in any kind of questions of taxonomy. But in any case, I, in thinking about putting this list of songs together, I had this idea of finding some edge cases, songs that, that could inspire debate about the nature of what a love song is. So we're gonna move a little bit through time from the 40s and 50s and the bolero into rock, punk and ska, and then all the way to some current music um, and to experimentalism and the music of Amor Muere. But before that, I, I wanted to start with a song by Amor Muere since I wrote about them. Um, this song is called LA. It might be called La, but I think it's called LA. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. 
So I'm going to take us back in time a little now, around 75 years, to the quintessential Latin American love song form, the bolero. The song I'm going to play for you is a bolero performed by Los Tres Aces, which were a very iconic Mexico City trio. The song is originally written by Javier Solis, another artist from Mexico City. So it's a cover. I really love covers. I think as writers, we should be very jealous of covers. When I think about the, the poems and writings of the people who I most love, I really long for the possibility to feel as close to their work as I imagine making a cover could make someone feel. And as writers, it's very understandable to have many gripes about the material that we work with, especially when we compare it to musicians. So there's one from me. This song is called Mi Ultimo Bolero, which means my last bolero. I really love this title. I, I love the, the lie of it in a way. Just like Prince Royce's song, Mi Ultima Carta, 
or when Neruda melodramatically ends one of his poems saying, and these are the last lines I will write to her. In all of these cases, I'm scientifically certain that more cards, more poems, and more boleros were made. Um, <laughs> in any case, here is Mi Ultimo Bolero, performed by Los Tres Ases in 1958. Oye, mi to go even more back in time now, from the 50s to the 40s, to a singer named Alma Graciela Arocabello, who was known as Esmeralda, or Esmeralda Versatil. Um, she was a very famous singer and an actor in the 40s and 50s in Mexico City. She wrote a very beautiful love song to the park slash castle Chapultepec. So maybe if you've been to Mexico City, you've been there. A quote that I included in my piece for The Believer is a quote from Paul Robeson, which says that a singer must also be an expert at living. I grew up singing much, I did much more singing than writing for most of my life actually. And I've always loved about singing that in the texture of someone's voice, you can hear if they've lived through the thing that might make the song they're singing necessary in some way. Um, in Esmeralda's voice, I feel, I hear so much um, necessity to sing the song that she's singing. And that necessity is always really compelling to me in any art. 
So this is Esmeralda La Versatil singing the song Ramona, recorded in 1948. Esta We're going to move significantly forward in time now, all the way to the 80s. I'm going to play for you a song called Distante Instante, or Distant Instant, by a musician named Rodrigo Gonzalez. I love this song so much, I, I think I love it so much that I almost have nothing at all to say about it. Rodrigo Gonzalez was a very beautiful and very brilliant musician who, after only releasing a small amount of music, died in the 1985 earthquake here in the city in his apartment with his partner. He has a very famous song about losing his love in the metro station Metro Valderas. Um, there's actually a statue of him in the station to commemorate the song and his music. If you've ever traveled in the Mexico City metro, I think it's probably easy to imagine losing your love in a crowd, entering or exiting a metro car. I think this song is similar to the music of Amor Muere in a way, just in that it's a song searching for its own form. I think really only grief makes music need to search for its own shape. And when I hear a song searching for itself as it moves, I it's something about music that I really, really treasure and try to attend to. Um, so this is Distante Instante. Mm -hmm. 
by Rodrigo Gonzalez, made in 1984. Si Ese dolor de buscar el calor en el cruel laberinto de este vaso de alcohol, de estas calles sin sol. Si tuviera ilusiones, si existieran razones, locuras, mentiras, pasiones, no habría necesidad. De pasarme por horas bebiendo cantimploras de esta gris soledad De esta eterna ansiedad Si pudiera borrarme esos viejos recuerdos Que como viles cuervos arrancan ya mis ojos Dejando mis despojos entre historias y dientes igual de indiferentes Al amor y a las gentes Si te hubieras quedado Si me hubieras pedido que quemar el sonido De ese viejo pasado No estaría aquí metido ahogando mis entrañas Arañando el olvido Bien confuso y perdido Cuando tenga la suerte De encontrarme a la muerte Yo le voy a ofrecer Todo el tiempo vivido Y este vaso henchido Por un distante instante Un instante de olvido Si pudiera borrarme Viejos recuerdos que como miles cuervos arrancan ya mis ojos, dejando mis despojos entre historias y dientes igual de indiferentes al amor y a las gentes. Si volviera el amor, si tuviera un hermano, un amigo, un sueño en la mano. Moriría ese dolor de buscar el calor en el cruel laberinto de este vaso de alcohol, de estas calles sin sol. The next song I'll play for you is a punk song. If you walk around Mexico City long enough and in the right places, you will see the imprint of a really important punk scene in the city. So I, I wanted, I knew I needed to include a punk song in this set. Um, this is also one of those songs that might test the limits of what could reasonably be called a love song, especially because the title is El Diablo en el Cuerpo, which means the devil in the body, <laughs> which I guess doesn't sound like a love song. But I do think that there's, the song kind of softens at the very end and there's this little second person invoked and I get the the little sense that maybe, maybe it is a love song. <laughs> um, so here is El Diablo en el Cuerpo, by the Mexico City punk band Size from 1991. Oh!
of the really awesome things about being a teacher that I really love is that your students always bring you some fragments of their worlds that probably in another in any other case wouldn't be at all exposed to. So one section of my class and the student Luis Angel put me on to this group called Panteón Rococo. They're actually a ska band from Mexico City. Um, this song also has one of my favorite verbs in Spanish, which is latir, which means to beat like a heartbeat. But in Mexican Spanish, I love it because in Mexican Spanish, it's used very generally. For example, you can say, te late ir al cine, which I guess means something like, would your heart beat for us to go to the movies? <laughs> which I obviously love. <laughs> and so this song is No Me Vayas a Dejar by Panteón Rococo. This next song is from an MTV Unplugged recording, which I think is kind of like the precursor to the Tiny Desk concert. Um, although I never, I wasn't, I don't think I was around to um, experience them <laughs> firsthand. Uh, I discovered this video when I was working in a public school in Oakland in the school's wellness center and a student came into the wellness center and asked, he seemed upset and he asked me to play this video. And as soon as I played it, I 
fell really, really in love with the video and Zoe. And it's funny, actually, here in Mexico City, my students also recommended to me not just this band, but this exact MTV Unplugged video. Um, so I think it's a really beloved video, and so I wanted to include it. Um, this is the first song from the recording. It's called Labios Rotos, Broken Lips, by the band Zoe. This next song is by a contemporary artist named Mercedes Nasta. This song is called Paricutin, which is an inactive volcano in Michoacán. I actually have this very long-held and strange dream to write a book one day about a, another particular volcano. So for that reason, I'm always really excited when volcanoes poke their heads out and 
any kind of art. Um, I could talk about volcanoes for a really long time, but I'm, I speak really slowly and <laughs> circuitously, so I won't bother you with my volcano reflections, but I will just say that volcanoes have done us as humans the gift of offering us the metaphor of dormancy. So in that way, they're very useful for comprehending many things, including love. So this is Baricutin by Mercedes Nasta.
somehow we've made it all the way from the 40s to 2023, <laughs> the current time. I'm gonna play a song called Cinco Doce by a group named Boca Baila. A really good friend of mine's brother is the keyboardist in this band. So I can also say that the band is full of really nice people and very talented musicians. Hopefully this gives you a little taste of some of the music coming out of Mexico City now. I hope you enjoy it. going to break my own rule now and play a song by a musician who's not from Mexico City. This song is actually by one of my good friends, Baird. He's from like the outskirts of Baltimore <laughs> or very far from Mexico City. Um, but the song was made in Mexico City, I think in 2019, when me and Baird were living together in a small apartment in this neighborhood called La Narvarte. We were 22 and 23 and really, really animated about the idea of being artists. And we were having all these long conversations about what being an artist would require of us. And at the time he was working on 
this song called Etude Blue, which is um, Etude in music, I learned, is like a song that's made so that you can practice an instrument, usually a really short song. Something I learned from my friend Baird is the importance of practice and taking practice seriously as a writer. Writers don't have, can't practice scales and they can't do push-ups. So there's like this question of how do you practice? Uh, when I hear this song, I, I think about that time and I think about practice um, and this devotion to practice that I think I learned through my friend. So this is a dude, Blue by Baird. Something that I wrote about in my piece for The Believer is the difference between noise and sound. I actually asked the members of Amormuere what they thought was the difference between noise and sound. I think they felt it was kind of a confusing question, <laughs> understandably. But for me, I had kind of been thinking that noise implies a sense of incoherence and by contrast, that sound implies a sense of coherence. And one thing that I really appreciated about the music of Amor Muere was that in their songs, they do a lot of stepping between noise and sound to my ear. So this song is called, Can We Provoke Reciprocal Reaction? It's a really nice title by Amor Muere. I hope you like it. Oh, oh, oh. 
Thank you so much for spending your time with these songs that I scavenged from different places. Writing this review was one of the biggest challenges that I've faced in my writing career, which is, has been a very short writing career so far. <laughs> it's not saying too much. But um, I do think that writing about music or thinking about music is so difficult. It's kind of illogical and... I don't even know really if music responds to thought all that well, all the time. Clarissa Spector, one of my favorite, favorite writers, wrote once that you don't understand music, you hear it. So hear me with your whole body. Lawrence Weschler wrote this book that I was just recommended called Seeing is Forgetting the Name of the Thing One Sees. That title made me think that maybe hearing is forgetting the name of the thing one hears. I was nervous to write about music because I want to keep music nameless. And I think probably the response that music deserves is silence. Um, but in any case, I was really grateful to try writing about it. and to go on this challenge and I'm thankful to you for listening to this hour of music with me. Thank you so much and take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believer Radio. To find more DJ hours, please visit bff.fm slash believer. And to subscribe to The Believer, please go to thebeliever.net slash subscribe. Our producer and engineer is Claire Mullen. Many thanks to the staff of The Believer, Rita Bullwinkle, Justin Carter, Annie Dills, Ginger Green, Kim Hugh Lowe, Lucy Huber, Heidi Julevitz, Ed Park, Raj Tawney, Sunra Thompson, Amanda Yuli, Venda Levita, Dan Weiss, Sally Wen Mao, and James Ye. Huge thank you also to our collaborators on this project, BFF.FM. To make a donation to them and support community radio, please go to BFF.FM slash donate.